0: It's a privilege to be here. I've got my whole family here today, the whole whole crowd, all the way from Eastern Cape and Highlands. And Craig and Keza here from the UK. Nice to have you guys back for a while. Um, And then there's a whole lot of people here that you've never seen before, the kind of people that you walk on the other side of the pavement when you see, uh, because they they normally want you to meet Jesus. And you've met Jesus, so you're feeling awkward already. It's like, I don't need that message. That's not not the way I like to do it. I'm just teasing. um, There's uh, people here who lead churches, lots of them. And it's a real privilege to have you here. And um, I'm putting myself on that same other side of the pavement now. When when people see you, like in Woodstock recently, I had that from a policeman. He called out to me and he shouted, Pastor! from the car, I was cycling and I was like, oh man. And um, it it was a a story that we, yeah, he was just, he was blown away because we called the police because we needed to get someone out of a house and we were doing it so properly. And he just, he's never forgotten it. It was about six years ago. And just said like, you guys, I can't believe this whole process you went through to do this properly. Everyone else would have just used the bat. taser. Yeah, taser, exactly. so i'm just going to quickly tell you guys uh, something a story i'm going to show you some pictures and i'm going to call up my dad and we're going to formally um make a vow to being part of the vineyard movement as a church and that's that's and then we're going to have some ministry time because we really feel like god wants to do some stuff with us too um so when we started in 2008 nine when we um started gathering in one of our houses in woodstock I didn't imagine we'd ever be in the Salvation Army building here in town, but it's wonderful to be here, and everything that God's done up until this point, it's a real, it's a real um, privilege to have journeyed with lots of you over this time, and just I've just been reflecting on a couple of the things that we've enjoyed together, and uh, we really, the, 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 the essence and the, the purpose of us as, as a church has always been, let's make what we need as a people. And there's been more people added and we've been sort of giving birth slowly, as well biologically to kids, but giving birth slowly to the kind of church that we need. And you've fitted in here somehow because you've needed this particular way of uh, wonderful friends and chaos and our approach. And, and that's, for me, just, again, just reminding us of, um, that's still very much what we intend and plan to be doing as we go forward. This, hearing from god and then creating what we believe he's saying we need next um and so this church has been birthed out of our our need for god and our need for to fellowship and to have community with other people and um i wanted to just show you for for fun some some slides so um I asked a couple people, the light's a bit bad, but I asked a couple people for some pictures, just quickly, of some of the strange places we've met and wonderful places we've met. That's Dom, looking about 20. Um, This was in the Altona Hotel. They're not in order. Um, That's wonderful Claire, who's on kids today, but she's preaching there. Um, And can you guys kind of see? It's quite dark. Yeah, Yeah, this is probably the worst venue. We've got only one picture of it. Oh, there are two. There's two. I I put a call out. I said, I need pictures of the doors and windows factory venue. And no one had any besides these two. Everyone sort of blocked it out of their minds. Coming up the stairs through a dark alleyway past a dead pigeon and cockroaches every week. There's always dead pigeons and there's always cockroaches in that building. And uh, it doesn't doesn't look the same on the screen. Sorry about that. Um, And... That was, I think, the venue we had before our last. I'm just quickly doing this. Um, thanks, Dong, for your kids' birthday birthday picks there. Um, and then this was our last venue before we sort of did some things in our, our much-expanded kids' ministry. I'm realizing that the Zoom doesn't work the same, and the phone is on the screen. Um, James, you've been doing it for a bit. Is that Yeah. And then that was the altona Hotel, and um, the one that we that we didn't we couldn't find is our dear friend Edroy. Um, the one that we weren't able to find was the t- Woodstock Town Hall, which was probably the lowest point ever. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the en- that's the end of the production, and it wasn't much. But I put a big call out, and no one really had pictures. Yeah, no one had pictures of any of the any of the places. Yeah, we've deleted it all, and they were all taken on Alcatels and random things. You know, don't knock out Alcatel, El- El- those are robust. Um, yeah, so I'm just quickly showing those pictures because our, our, our journey has obviously been we've been meeting in different places and we started meeting here last week, but it's always been about who we are as a people and who we've been becoming. And the venue has always just been about, ser- has been to serve what we wanted to be and where we needed a place to meet. And it's never been that. And I've just loved that about our church that we just want to meet, we just want to gather and enjoy God's presence and be willing to pass the pigeons and pass this thing and that and have the rain coming into probably half the hall in the town hall and standing there and just sweeping it a bit away and then carrying on meeting with the water running under the chairs and sure. the girl in the, town, in, the, in the doors and windows coming to use our multi-plug while we were mid-worship to, <laughs> to blow-dry her hair because she was living in a drywalled north corner of the venue. So, I mean... Yeah, yeah, and they were playing their TV. So imagine I took a drywall and I bombed a room over there and then I had the TV on on the inside and then I needed to use the multi-plug over here. You guys with me. That was literally it. And sometimes I'd walk across as well with my sort of gown on and fetch things from the other side. As well. that was, that's where we've come from. It's been wonderful. But, and it's crazy. Many of us have got stories of crying enjoying God's presence and wonderful things happening, even on that terrible floor. And that's been the point. It's always been about just being people who gathered around his presence. Yeah. And um, I just I was reflecting back to to almost ten years ago. Um, there was a meeting we had where there was a couple of homeless people staying outside, literally on the sort of pavement right outside the house. And it was Jane who said we can't have this meeting any longer unless we actually go and have it outside on the pavement. And we all sort of went downstairs. And had the rest of our meeting outside with them and just hung out with them and had this wonderful time praying and blessing them. And they became fast friends after that. And we got to really uh, be in their lives. Ended up yeah, burying them both actually over, over the last 10 years. And uh, yeah, there's just been so many people um, over the years. And, and for me, if, if, as I thought, like, what have been the highlights, what have been some of the moments for us, the significant things? It's been that people have been impacted by God's presence. And... We've also um, managed to sometimes do all of our values and other times not. It's the only one we've got left. Prophetic conference. Let's see if it holds till the fourth and the second. We, we, we haven't got them all right all the time. And I actually put that into this production that I'm doing. So they were supposed to fall at that exact point. And, yeah. Yeah, I no. And you yeah. I think some, some, sometimes I just had, I had a memory of baptizing a few people on Clifton Beach. I was thinking, those are the things that stay in your mind about the point of our church. What's the point and where we're going and what we're still going to be doing. It's, it's been about encountering people, encountering each other around God's presence. That's what it's been about. And um, all the healings we've seen in each other's lives, in each other's hearts, minds, families, businesses. And um, the amount of compassion we've been able to... Share just as a church, it's, it's just been—it's a real gift. And um, as I thought about some of the teachings that we've gone through, Gaz will really appreciate that I brought the Mirror bible with today. It's one of his favorite translations. I still think it's got some edgy stuff in it. So I'm going to read it out of the Passion, but I did bring it with to show you that I do sometimes look at it. I'm just teasing him. Um, and I, as I was reflecting on some of the things that we've um, journeyed with together. And probably the most significant thing in the last few years for many of us has been has been this out of second um, corinthians 3 verse 18 it says we can all draw close to him with the veiled with the veil removed from our faces and with no veil we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the lord jesus and god's been doing this with us very much uh, in the last few years of, of enabling us to discover a shame-free life and the fact that there's, there's now no condemnation between us. And that's been probably, probably for me the most significant thing we've discovered together as a church. Is the fact that we've all somehow helped each other to discover that God actually likes us so much. And we don't have any shame between us. And that's been just so powerful. We had that song right in the beginning, early days when we um, used to sing more folky type of stuff. We've gotten more polished since then. We, we used to sing God's in a good mood and he likes you and, and uh, bring it back it's embarrassing for the people playing it but it's nice <laughs> for. <them. laughs> up to you Dave Luke's in the audience he, he can sing it guys let's go let's do a slow clap for Luke to sing it shame man shame, shame. There's no shame there's no condemnation leave him leave him I'm just teasing God is in a good mood and he does like us very much And I think many of us have lived so much of our life sort of trying to earn the favor of God. And that's been, for me, the most significant thing that we've discovered together as as a people. And um, it's been wonderful. Just allowing the, if I can say, sort of the weight of having to carry across to discovering what God's actually, what, what He's saying here. Just discovering God within. And God from within the revelation of His nature and His heart and who we've been made to be without much effort. Or because of, as James said saying earlier, because of his kindness. So we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And I'm just so excited by what God's doing with us now. As Dave spoke last week, positioning us in the city. And beginning to not only have a revelation of how much God enjoys us, but how much He has a heart for others. And the sense of this mirror shift that's busy happening for us is He's moving us from a people who've done family really well to a people who have who invite others into family really well. And the compassion thing that He's busy stirring in us is, is very exciting. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm glad to see many of be you nodding because that's what God is doing with us. He's moving us away from our... our our, our wonderful encounter of his presence to a place where others are are invited into it. And so he gave us some more chairs and some more things, and it's it's not mostly going to be about this place. It's almost always going to be about everything outside of this place. So um, I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to call up my dad. And uh, I asked him the same question. I said to him, would you quickly tell us before you dive into... um, all kinds of legal things about becoming a Vineyard Church, I said to him, would you tell us why do you still lead a church and what made you do it in the beginning? Like what, is, what are the things that are still meaningful to you about it and what makes you keep doing it? And then we'll, we'll do the, the rest. Sure.
1: go for that. Um, okay. It's always a treat to be here at Woodstock. Uh, you guys are so earthy, so... <laughs> well, Woodstock Church has just become a signal church. Very earthy. I love it. Um, I think I, I especially love the, the Ubuntu of your fellowship, that uh, togetherness, and you have become a, You know, Ubuntu is a person is a person through other people, and... Uh, You have found much of your Christ-likeness by finding each other, and and ongoingly so. So that's a very special thing. And um, I think there's not a religious here on Caleb's head either. So this helps us a lot, because there's a passion for reality, for the pursuit of God. Um, And every religious barrier has been pushed away. Um, And a raw, radical, authentic, uh, no-nonsense, nothing superficial, nothing sham drive to know him and to make him known and uh, that's what excited me about signal church in particular let me just say it's nice to be back here and to see this development where we're just up the road from from the center of all the decisions in south africa just um and uh, somehow this is a strategic positioning in god uh, for prayer for influence uh, for presence uh, in, in the mother city and we trust in god will will use this in significant uh, ways that be measured by kingdom terms. Um, also nice to cross the Lorraine with us from uh, 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 Jenny of Christ. Yeah, but uh, we've been together a long, long time. As John Fisher, John is probably the oldest guy I know in the vineyard. Currently still leading. What is it now, John? 80, Eighty-one years. So that's a treat to be in the presence of an eighty-one-year-old saint. Um, I see a couple others, Mark questions here from Mercy Vineyard, bringing some mercy with him. Also nice to have Andy, his wife here too, good to have you guys. And uh, i not sure if other leaders that I can see, but uh, others that are visiting as well. And as Caleb said, our family from Cape Town, from, from P to Cape Town, and the couple that are in Cape Town. And we've been multiplying, huh? we we're all together, we're 19 now, huh? so... It's whole evangelism, eh? <laughs> logical. Anyway, I, um, to answer the question that Caleb gave me, I, I felt to, to read from uh, Luke, uh, Luke's Gospel, uh, <coughs> chapter 5, verse 17, an interesting story that actually encapsulates a lot of things that I would want to be answering in, in responding to his question in Luke five seventeen. One day as he was teaching Pharisees and teachers the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, was sitting there, and the power of the Lord was present for Him to heal the sick. Isn't that what we want in our churches? today? Yeah. A sense of His healing presence. Yeah, that's what we want. And that's why I think uh, our aversion to religion and our pursuit of the presence is so important as a local church. And uh, His presence was there to heal. Verse 18, Some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat, and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the, the tiles in the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. And that again reminds me of what we call as Church. Breaking every barrier necessary to bring people to Jesus. And doing it together. This, they had to break the barrier of material things. There was a the roof in the way. Break the barrier of... of uh, crowd prevention and press beyond that, find uh, an innovative way to bring, that to probably, uh, as the story unfolds, break religious barriers, because there were those that were offended in what was happening here. And uh, um, the the culture of of isolation and loneliness broke that. they went together. This guy couldn't do it himself, he was paralyzed. And these are the things that the church is called to be and to do, is to band together, to do whatever it's going to take to bring people to Jesus even he is walking down the street and having these strange conversations, but engaging with people in a way that uh, they get hungry for the Lord. And so, we read on. When Jesus saw their faith, it's sometimes interesting for us to be reminded, sometimes the people we're bringing to Him have no faith in and of themselves. But sometimes we have to carry them until they take ownership of faith for themselves. And um, we're all on a journey, huh? Eh? We're all on a journey. And some... Some discovering our faith is growing, little by little. And at times when it is weak, there are others around us that have helped carry it. And this is what Jesus was looking at, too, the faith of those around Him. And said, you know what, I'm going I'm to honor their faith and bring healing to their friend. And um, He said to, to him, friend, your sins are forgiven. Now the guy's paralyzed. But Jesus went for something much deeper. And I think this is an interesting and important thing for us as a church also, to realize that our message is beyond the physical. Includes the physical, but it wants to be much more. We can bring physical, sociological, material relief to people and still not touch the greatest hunger of their lives. Jesus in in the, on the core of this man's need. He said, Your sins are forgiven, He says, and He speaks a healing word. And I love that you guys are so passionate by healing words. And uh, we're going to have time for that a little later today. When, when a word is spoken that carries hope and, and restoration, it is so refreshing. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this, this fellow who speaks blasphemy, who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then turned to the paralyzed man and said to him, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were full of awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. That's why the church exists, to make Jesus famous. It's all about Him. Whatever it's going to take to make Jesus famous is why we exist. That's why Signal Church exists in downtown Cape Town now. It's to make Jesus famous in this mother city. At this, at this crossroad period in our nation's history and the developments of our world. God has brought you to a time and a place and a season and there's been preparation. All those pigeons and cockroaches seasons you went through, God has been using all those formative things to shape you for this next chapter. Nothing we go through is wasted. Everything is used in God in preparation for the next thing that He's going to put us to. So don't be afraid of it because the reality is all you'll need in the next season will come from... <laughs> lessons of history and the presence of the Lord. He will take you and He will lead you into it. And it's going to be a marvelous journey. I'm very excited for you in Woodstock and for what God's going to do. And, uh, and uh, especially in the transformation of lives, people coming from darkness to light, from brokenness to wholeness, eh? from lostness to being found,
2: um,
1: and finding each other in committed, passionate community uh, and coming to, together before the Lord. Um, and sometimes having to carry paralytics in the midst of it, shattering all the barriers that would have prevented that from happening. Mm. So that's what we want to speak of you today is just a strong confirmation and uh, to ground it with this statement that Jesus said. Remember, He opened His public ministry by saying, as He quoted from, I read from Isaiah 61 about the Spirit of the Lord is on Him to proclaim freedom to, to captives and healing for the blind, etc. And He said, This day the Scripture is full in your hearing. And then at the end of his, his ministry, that is the opening statement, at the end, in John twenty twenty one, he said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. We carry the same incarnational call he had to incarnate the Word and the heart of the Father. That's what we carry today, ongoingly. We continue to be a Christmas, a birthing, a, 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 an incarnating, a fleshing out of the Word and the hope of the Father into a broken, devastated society. And we carry that. So, as the Father sent him, so he sends us also. And this is very exciting. This is an adventure. So, we want to say to you today, welcome to the adventure and that part of it that the vineyard is called to play in serving the kingdom of God along with other churches, other expressions. And together, as John of reminds us, we are just one vegetable in the stew, but it's a good vegetable, whatever it is. It's a good one. We love the taste of it and we want to bring more of it, bring our pot more and more as we help to extend And serve the kingdom. Calvin, you wanted to add a few things to what I'm saying. So here's your moment.
0: I just wanted to make sure that everyone uh, that wasn't here last week knows what the vineyard is. um, Because we could be talking about Trace and Jerome's wine tasting that they had. Wonderful wine tasting they had this morning. (laughs) Now that they only go to church in the afternoons. (laughs) they admitted that to me earlier that they were really excited that they got the vineyard afternoon and the morning Uh, so we're talking about that same kind of vineyard um except the one in the spirit and uh for us as a church what we really felt like it's time for us to model interdependence as a church And and i mentioned all of this last week and i'll just repeat it quickly um because we've been we've had a wonderful period of time where we've um, formed an identity and we feel like that that thing has been just, it's been wonderful and we needed to sort of just have time to do that as we all do in our lives and um, then we've also at the same time shopped around and found nothing else that makes more sense to us in terms of values as a church to buy in with and uh, I say that intentionally because we're not just blindly saying let's just jump into the vineyard because Costa and my dad and different people in my life all the years have been the vineyard leaders, but we really did, um, we've looked around and just realized for us the most natural thing to do is to say, let's join up with something that means we won't have to change any of our core values and we can actually just continue to be who we are and possibly um, be blessed by that and also be a blessing to us. Um, so we're really trying to model that as a church so that as, as we all model individually to, to be part of something bigger, we want to be our church to be part of something bigger. So that's what this moment's about, if you didn't know. So let's have the moment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Thank
0: God>. Okay. <laughs> let's have the moment. <laughs> come <it>.
1: Jess. <laughs> So while well, Carl and Jess come and position themselves up front, Jess, just to um, say a few more things that will help orientate us to to this uh, moment. And Andy, very kindly, brought us some, some paperwork, uh, pamphlets at the Western Cape... Uh, network of Vineyard Churches has put together about statement of faith and who they are and how they're related. It might be helpful too. Though. I think there are enough copies here. We'll put them available for everybody. You're welcome to take a copy of that as well and uh, read it and uh, just become more... And there are contact details there for other churches. You can help uh, develop the network and. the there has been and continues to be a network of vineyard churches that exists in regions and nations and uh, theatres of, 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 of uh, the global family of churches. Um, it also is part of a, an international network, um, currently coordinated by John Eleanor Mumford. In case you didn't know that, but they're a choice couple that live on two continents currently, I guess we have to say, in the UK and in the US. Um, and uh, they've, they've helped to coordinate the whole flow. And there's a network of leadership that works with them in, in all of this. And Cost St. Lorraine, we've been part of that for a couple of decades, two, two, 21 years. And uh, I think we're going to give these guys a hand for surviving 21 years of the leadership. So thank you, guys. Appreciate you so much. Um, and then they handed us, about a year ago, they handed it over to us. And uh, so Colleen and I are seeking to carry on uh, in leading And we've become very conscious that that we've been called to a movement. And while we appreciate network, and we'll continue to do that, and don't uh, take anything away from that at all, we just want to revive our sense of call to movement. And to do that, what we're actually asking for is for churches to specifically upgrade themselves in terms of three things. Um, Becoming giving churches, as giving of time and resources, finances, into the movement, Um, going churches, and... uh, that are going in mission, in renewal, and in church planting. The two primary things. By church planting, we mean not just planting churches in some kind of spiritual way, but planting churches in, through the support networks that those churches develop uh, by way of any ministry that He leads us to, that becomes a tool of that church plant. So mission is quite holistic and multifaceted. But uh, we want to be have, having churches that are going, and then also churches that are growing, that are committed to growing. Jesus said, I've appointed you to bear fruit and fruit that would remain, uh, which implies that we need to be continuously growing and developing more and more um, in Christ-likeness and and it's numerical growth and character growth as well. We want to see more of that happening. And so we're making a call for that. It's not a thing we can dictate. It's only a thing we can inspire. And uh, we have issued the invitation to Signal Church to, to be inspired towards becoming part of the movement of the vineyard. And sometimes... Um, Sometimes uh, we've got to find our way still with network and movement and figure it all out, uh, but it's a journey, and the Vineyard believes in a centered approach. Uh, Jesus is at the center, not set a set th- of theological truths, but Jesus himself, and we're all in different place in relation to that truth. We're on a journey. We use a lot of journey language, just for those who weren't familiar with Vineyard, and that's important to us, and we recognize Signal Vineyard Church, if that's part of your name, certainly part of our identity today, is, um, is on that journey with us. So I want to do, just emphasize that. Then I'm going to ask if John and Costa would just come up and just read what I've asked you to read. That helps um, bring definition to the core of what Vineyard stands for. And John, if you can come up first and maybe read for us the, um, the, uh, the key statements of our genetic code, the things that define um, what we would like to see in every local Vineyard church.
3: Uh, it's not the first time I do this, and I always find it a bit embarrassing because yeah, it's made for short people. Because because these are words, I'm going to read them. But but the reality is, if this is not part of the gut of the people, then it means nothing. So so this this is what sh- should be inside us, not just words. But we, I'll read them. So to be where the Bible is central to teaching, faith, and life, where worship is the highest priority, embodying the values of intimacy, integrity, and accessibility, where small groups are the basic structure of the church as the place of belonging, relationships, discipleship, and ministry, where spiritual gifts are identified, evoked, and exercised in every believer for the common good, where training is fundamental to doing church, Equipping the saints for the work of ministry in all aspects of life and faith, where signs and wonders are expected in the regular practice of laying on of hands, healing, and deliverance in compassion and power. Where ministry to the poor is a regular practice, exercising mercy in terms of feeding and clothing, justice, and empowerment. Where evangelism is the call of every believer as normal discipleship to Jesus where other churches are loved, respected, and worked with as part of the one body of Christ, where church planting and missions is at the heart of the church's vision as a primary means of advancing God's kingdom, where racial, class, gender, and generational reconciliation are worked towards as a non-negotiable witness in our context in Africa. Thanks,
1: John. Thank you. And uh, over years, Costa helped us to find words that we express and encapsulate that for us. And why don't you come and read that to us, Costa? The vision of the, of the vineyard and what we've been led to stand for. Hi, guys.
4: <clears throat> this has had a number of incarnations as well. But, um, and then we came up with a sentence. And as I read it, I think, my goodness me, that's a complicated sentence. I just want to ditto what John said, that um, uh, I think both Dave and Caleb have really said it today, Uh, vineyard is not something you join, it's something you discover you are. That's why we call it genetic code or DNA, um, because it's in you and then it will cause you to behave in certain ways. And these are the ways that uh, we are wanting uh, ourselves to aspire to behaving. Um, so the vision of the vineyard says this: We are becoming. Vision is something that you say you are wanting to become. So we are becoming a biblically accountable, kingdom loyal, worship based, mercy extending. You're not going to remember all this. There will be a test.
5: <laughs> Mercy Extending,
4: equipping, healing, caring body that exists to evangelize and disciple the nation by renewing existing churches and planting new churches wherever we can in accountability to and integrity with our seven core values. Which are the things that he just read out. Okay? Get that? As I said, there will be a
1: test. Thank you. Thank you. So, Cole, why don't you come join me here? I'm going to put four questions to Caleb and Jess um, as we just uh, publicly examine their readiness. just publicly examine what we know is already there but for them to give affirmation to this in a context like this would be good for us all to hear so i have four questions to ask you both and just to make it very clear we're recognizing uh, ordination that that's what this moment is called is an ordination to, to leadership not to priesthood the is very clear that we're all called to be believer priests Anyone can pray for another, can minister communion, sacraments of any description. We're all involved in ministry. This is not, just to clarify that, because some have come from contexts where they think there's a clergy and laity thing, and that's not what's happening here. This is ordination, a recognition of their trustworthiness to be leaders carrying the vineyard flag. Does that make sense to everybody, eh? just to be sure? So I have four questions for you. The first question is, do you love Jesus, and is He Lord of your lives as a priority? Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> it's quite an easy one, huh? You committed to that. Yeah. Then secondly, do you embrace the values and DNA that we've just had read out to us by John, and we we'll summarizing summarize cross the statement of the, what the vineyard stands for? Is your intention to embrace that? Is this what you want as well? Is this what's in your heart? Yeah, absolutely. I
0: don't know it of my heart. <laughs> Bro, I'm on a journey to embracing it yeah, I'm on a journey it's good enough we
1: do. that's good, thank you and then the uh, third question is um, are you committed to walking in unity and collaboration with the vineyard leadership, both local national and international
6: yes
1: You don't have to answer that well. I'm your dad, I know, but you can. (laughs) And then last question is, uh, are you committed to being uh, an, an asset, a participant in the development of the network of Vineyard Churches leading to movement?
4: Absolutely.
1: Thank you. So from all our conversations up to now, um, and as we've talked with them uh, in preparation for this time, and they've had conversations with various other leaders in the the vineyard, uh, it's become very clear they've recently been to Anaheim, which is, I guess we'd have to say, kind of pretty much the home base of Vineyard, and they were very, very... Mecca. The Mecca, yeah. Every member needs to go to Mecca in his life. (laughs) So it's been wonderful to have them... Come through a season where they've they've researched really the heart's about this and are very clear about it. So these statements seem so trivial comparative to what's the depth of your heart's in this thing, and that I know that you're committed to um, to the movement, uh, and still working out how to apply that in in terms of networking. So may God help you to develop that further and further. So we would like to pray for you as well, and then we'd like to also invite the church to be responsive to this as well. So what we would like to do is. Um, to turn our attention to, to the church and, and say, in a moment, when we've prayed for Caleb and Jess, we're also going to pray for you. And we'd be asking you this question that as a body of people, do you recognize Caleb and Jess in their leadership role? And are you willing to, to support them and collaborate with them in serving the kingdom? Would you raise your right hands and say, We do? <laughs> <laughs> I've got both hands up, so Caleb, are we doing all right? <laughs> yeah, so that's a wonderful thing. So we're going to pray for Caleb and Jess, and then we're going to pray for, for you as a church. Because this is a celebration, not only of their recognition and leadership in the Vineyard, but also for you as a church, as you help to carry what the vineyard's called to carry as a movement in this nation and in this time in our world. So I can I ask um, maybe some of the other leaders that are here with us? Uh, Andy and Jen, you guys come up. John? To come up, Lorraine, uh, Mark, you can come and join us do what Some of the other. Do, stand behind them. Yeah, come and gather around. Yeah, yeah. So, while we gather around them, it's obviously everybody, we've been asking these questions to both Caleb and to Jess, and to make it very clear, we're recognizing a, a shared commitment uh, to leadership. So, this is not just. Uh, Obviously, in the vineyard by now, you would understand. We understand that leadership is a a gift and not a gender specific issue. And we recognize Jess in leadership along with Caleb. So just affirm that there's no confusion about that. We're we're ordaining both Caleb and Jess into this task and this role as leadership. So, church, if you agree with this prayer, would you reach out your hands towards them right now? Lay your hands on them now.
6: Father, we thank you for this opportunity to bless Caleb and Jess in this leadership role. And we thank you that you've called them from a long time ago. And we are recognizing what you've put on them today. And Father, we thank you that you've been faithful historically, which makes us know that you would be faithful in the future. So we want to bless them today, recognize their gift and say, Father, we pray more. More Would you do more and more and more through them? And we pray, Lord Jesus, that they would always know that you are their God and you are the one to run to. So we bless you today, Cal and Jesus, and we recognize what God has put in you from young for what you've been birthed for. And um, we are grateful for all the things that God has done. But we look forward to what... He's still going to do through you. So we pray, Lord Jesus, for every bit of destiny, fruitfulness that is in the Lord's heart for you, that these things are the things that you will walk in, and that many will be blessed because of what you walk in. So we bless you today. We recognize you before the Lord,
1: and we say thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me just see any, any prophetic words, anything that anyone feels like they'd like to bring at this moment just to encourage and firm us more.
5: Yeah, I just was reminded of David and how there was some Goliaths to face and got this picture of the city of Cape Town kind of being like a Goliath, but God has called you guys. As David's to go to the brook. It's to, this is a house of worship. This is a place where I believe God's going to take you to new, new areas in your worship and places perhaps that you haven't been before. And you got to go to the brook. You got to find the stones, and He's going to He's going to use signal to bring down some Goliaths. Yeah. And so Lord, we just pray that that you would use this church with their stones, yeah. to bring down the, the strategies of the enemy, the things that they would face, Lord. Mm. We thank you thank that you, uh, you walk with us, yeah. that your presence really goes with us, mm. that you give us rest. Mm. Yeah, we're excited for these guys, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I just felt like the Lord speak the
4: word trustworthy mm. over you and say, that a long time ago he prepared you to go on this journey, right. and that he placed things in your care, uh, that you carry things that are for the uh, provisioning of a city, mm-hmm. that they are for the provisioning of uh, poor, mm-hmm. uh, disenfranchised uh, people, marginalized people, and that that's always been your hearts and like the Lord has tested you over years Mm -hmm. and he has found you trustworthy Mm -hmm. and so so now the Lord said you don't even know the wealth that I put in those saddlebags. Mm -hmm. you don't even realize it Mm -hmm. but now you will see the fruit of it now you will see that as you invest it more and more into the people I will bring you and the people I will take you to that as you invest it you will see outrageous returns outrageous returns this is a thing and and, uh, I just had a sense of the Lord saying we already sing the song in heaven of the things that will be done because you have been trustworthy and because you will continue to be trustworthy like uh, the the stuff all the the, the cockroaches and pigeons and things all of that was just uh, training um but now, now it comes forth, now it comes forth mm-hmm. that the things that you will invest will have massive and significant returns that will change the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't settle for less. Yeah, thank
2: you. I anyway, had this word for you a long time ago. And I just want to bless your leadership. God's called you to lead, and, uh, and the word I had quite a while back was that you call called to lead more than just in your own generation. And I feel God's, God's given you a, a capacity to lead um, beyond, uh, across the, the generations. And I want to bless that, and that includes uh, us older guys. So I want to bless that over you. Um, that'll, you, know, they'll have to play out and work out, but I just feel that God's hardwired you that way. That you've been hardwired and whatever, whatever, um, whatever may have stood in the way of that, I want to just release it over you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. That you would lead and lead those that God's called you to lead across the generations, the, 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 the young, the old, the, 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 the next generation to come and the, and the one that's gone, gone, gone by. Because we need you. We need you to lead us. We need you to, uh, to, to take us in the in, in way God's calling us into, into something new. And I'm a blessing over you. You'll have to kind of work everyone out, but I want to bless it. I just feel that like that's what God's hardwired me to do, and that's what He's called me to do. And so, so we, um, we, we watch, and we wait, and we, and we bless, and we, and we expect it to see what God's going to do through you. Yeah, I,
3: Caleb, I, Um. I think you have a prayer that you pray quite often about you. you want to just be a mirror of God's life and love, but I, I had a picture as we were standing around you now of it was like a shield that had been highly polished and and I think God's got, a, a, he's got something for you where the, the, the reflection is going to be enhanced um, because that's your prayer and, and that that... the the light that's going to shine on you as a reflector is going to be brighter and the reflection
1: is going to be brighter. That means something. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, so we thank you for Caleb and Jess. And uh, in your name right now, we just declare over Jess and Caleb, we ordain you and recognize you today as leaders in the vineyard. Uh, Trustworthy to lead this church and wherever God would lead you in the years to come, that you would do it in a way that makes Jesus famous. And that you find much joy, much encouragement from His presence as you go forward. We believe in God, in you, and what God has put in your hearts to to do. We trust you. We commission you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All the Lord's people see. to say, come, just just stay right Jay uh, We want to commission you as a as a church now. So, if you're willing to to have us pray this over you as well and to be part of their leadership going forward, we'd like you to stand. Would you do that now, as a sign? When we were singing the song about uh,
4: Jesus um, uh, climbing any mountain, not knocking any wall down, kicking any wall down, all of that, uh, and and because of the significance of the day, I I was reminded of a dream um, that I had a number of years ago. This is the third church that is associated with the vineyard that is positioned in the in the city yeah. in, the, in the city centre yeah. in the city bowl. And um, when the first one was happening, was here, yeah, God gave me a dream. And, and I, I don't have many dreams that I know of, from the messages from the Lord, but that was one of maybe three that I've had over the years. And, um, and it was a dream of this mountain and this city. And, uh, and across the front of the mountain there were these um, small houses, and each of them had a walled garden, but there was a lot of wreckage and debris and uh, thorns and briars and hedges that had grown up. And, and uh, one of, in one of those houses was an old mother. Uh, I think she was a Khoisan woman. And, uh, and, and I just knew that we needed to get provisions to her. She was starving, she didn't have water to drink, and she was going to die unless we got provisions to her. And uh, so we were trying to find a way and, and, and each time we would come and there was another barrier and there was, in some cases, you would, we would jump over walls and there were vicious dogs that were trying to, to kill us or chase us off. And, and over and over again, and I just had this picture, and I knew that the people who were in the, in the band who were trying to get there get these provisions to her were this church and I I say it over you now as like the third because those other churches failed um, for, for want of a better word I'm not saying failed in the sense of being bad but just didn't make it in terms of being able to be the resource that was needed to restore life to the mother this is the mother city. You're in the heart of the mother city. And this mother is starving. And again, you, you won't have to do it alone. Because since that dream, many churches, where, where they spoke of the fact that the city center, that the, the city bowl is a, is a kind of a, a graveyard of church plants. Um, there are now a number that I I'm aware of who have come into the city, who are brave, who are... Who are called who have a sense of mission and purpose and so you're not alone in it and i'm not saying that without you they wouldn't be able to do it but you are part of that band of brothers and sisters who who recognize this is our mother and the mother desperately needs who you are and to bring the provisions that god has put in your hands
1: for her survival Amen. thanks costa thank you for that can I ask, could the leaders of TAR in the team with Caleb and Jess to step forward and stand with them? Uh, you've got a little eldership team, leadership team come up and join them. There we go. And James. Uh, Claire and
0: Dalton. They, they're serving right now, leading the
1: kids in that, eh? Hey? Yeah? Good. So these are your leaders. And, uh, well, got a good bunch of leaders, eh? Hey? You guys, please, these guys could lead you? want to commission you now as a whole leadership team along with this church to to take the flag what the vineyard represents as we've been explaining and say yes to that is this your intention if you do raise your hands and say we do do. thank you thank you so let's pray father we thank you for the call that's on these people to uh carry these values and serve your kingdom in very specific ways and we pray even as costa was, was declaring lord that this would be a place that would be the beginning of significant change, significant hope in, in, a, in a hurting area. We pray, Lord, that there would be a supernatural empowerment for them to fulfill all that you call them to do in, the, in their kingdom mandate. That Signal Church would become significant in the advance of your kingdom, right here in Cape Town, in this uh, international city, the city that uh, the world visits. Lord, we pray that this, this church would become a significant powerhouse of hope. Broken hurting people in Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, I've got two certificates here one for Caleb and Jess, and then one for your church as well. (laughs) Give each other a hand, God. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Let's just stay standing.